It's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Welcome to episode 14 of our Core 2020 podcast series. This episode in particular is going to continue on our discussion of some of the common issues, common questions that we've been hearing from people and get into just some of the conversation around identifying and complying with legislation. I've got Peter Smith back here as a guest to discuss this particular topic. Uh, And Peter, can you just introduce yourself for us? Yeah. uh, Peter Smith, one of the lead auditors with the core department at IHSA. And my main role right now is uh, overseeing and working uh, with our associate auditors who perform our third-party external audits for us. Excellent. And I'm Marn Gamble. I'm one of our core consultants at the IHSA. And I, you know, connect with our clients primarily through the internal audit submission process, through doing the detailed review and, and answering client questions. So in this one... This episode in particular, we really want to talk about the impact of the concept of legislation on the core 2020 audit and on a company's health and safety management system on the whole, because legislation and how it touches a management system, it's really complex and it's also very significant in terms of how it impacts it. I'm going to note here right before we get started um, that throughout this for simplicity, we're probably going to say legislation just to keep it simple. But you'll notice in the audit, we talk about the concept of legis- uh, that it includes legislation, but also regulation standards and other requirements that may apply for your firm. So consider legislation an abbreviation for all of those things in this case. Um, that being said, first question I got to ask you, Pete, I said other requirements. Can we talk about that first? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, other requirements. So this is... Uh, the idea here is you got other requirements or provisions the organization that subscribes to, but aren't legally binding. And this could be industry standards. Uh, some other examples could be uh, gold seal, right? This is something where an organization might say that uh, all our safety coordinators for projects must have their gold seal. Okay. Um, NCSOs, right? Some some organizations make sure their safety people are NCSOs or achieving core. Uh, okay. Right. All the abbreviations. Uh, all the abbreviations, <laughs> yes. Uh, so NCSO, the National Construction Safety Officer Corps, the uh, Certificate of Recognition. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, the safety is littered with these things. It is, it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, these, these are things that are largely self-directed. Okay. So if, they, if an organization hasn't really subscribed to any one of these, right, it's, it's something that uh, they're not going to be put in a position where they have to take these things on. Okay. It's just what are the ones they've subscribed to. And maybe it's something for a continual improvement as they move forward as well, right? So it could be a step where they just need to focus more on becoming uh, legislative compliant. Uh, whereas in, in time, they're, they're going to achieve that overall legislative compliance, and then they can be looking for additional requirements that they can uh, subscribe to to be able to further their overall health and safety management system. Okay, and I guess it's included here too because once it's in, input into the system, input into your procedures, mm-hmm. it's going to become binding in that sense. The, the, yes, that's right. And so it's um, it, you want to make sure you're ready for those steps before you put that in as a binding requirement then right. as well. Right? That makes so, a ton of sense. You know, it doesn't have to be a year one thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cycle two, cycle three, there's opportunity for continual improvement. And it's, yeah. um, we'd, uh, you know, we, we've got our requirements through the core 2020 audit tool. We want to make sure you live up to those requirements and meet them. But, uh, 
do this in such a way where you're going to be compliant, be able to live up to them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, th- th- there's always going to be opportunity in the future to further those requirements and get better. For sure. So the, the key though, that from element 13 in core 2020 though, is it does affect every organization and not, not from necessarily the other requirements, but from the legislation. Right. There's going to be legislation that impacts every organization. Yeah. And the focus here is safety legislation, health and safety legislation. Of course, yeah. So we're not looking at the uh, environmental regulations or other things that could apply, but um, uh, as a, the organization can consider applying these same principles to uh, other regulations and other legislation that does apply to them. But sure. through the audit process, we're going to focus on health and safety legislation. Um. But this does affect your whole system, right? And, and I think that's that's something I hear come up throughout the uh, the podcast. Here is um, you've got these cascading ideas of this uh, system approach that t- where one thing might touch on multiple elements. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Legislation is going to be one of them, right? So as you identify what leg- legislation applies to you, uh, this is going to affect um, uh, your hazard assessments. Where you're, as yeah. you're doing your assessments, um, how does this change in legislation or how does this legislative requirement actually impact our controls? As I mentioned that, then we've got our, uh, how we develop controls and then communicating that information afterwards. It, it's a, it's a wide ranging topic and it, it does reach out to most parts of your management system then at that point. Fair enough. And, and so in terms of figuring out what, what we should include and, you know, I'm thinking about that element 13 legislation element where there's a direct reference to these items and trying to come up with what what are we considering as an organization and, and, and working on that. There's really a bunch of approaches, I think, that organizations can take to work on that, uh, that sort of list, if you will. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's the idea of an initial brainstorm. What can we, what can we figure out while we're, we're sitting in a room, you know, with our Joint Health and Safety Committee or our management team or whomever? Um, but this sort of initial brainstorm, pretty, it needs to be followed by some sort of systematic approach for identifying additional things that didn't come up in your initial brainstorm. You're going to need a systematic approach that's going to get continued feedback to build this list further and allow it to grow over time. You're probably going to, because the things are so connected throughout the different procedures in the audit tool, you're probably going to add to this listing every time you add a procedure or develop a procedure as you go through this audit tool, because you'll discover all the topic-specific things that maybe didn't come up in that brainstorm. So, you know, by all means, create your list, but um, and, and it'll be a great starting point. But, you know, there does need to be a systematic feedback loop into that list to make sure it keeps growing. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, some other strategies to consider when you're building out that list or getting into that systematic point is to, uh, there are legal services that can be accessed that can assess what legislation would apply to your organization. Um, There's also monitoring publications and resources for updates. And these could include the Ontario Gazette, um, uh, Ministry of Labor, Training and Skills Development website, as well as uh, IHSA publications and websites, such as our Two Minute News and our IHSA magazine. Yeah, I mean, if you're feeling overwhelmed by the possibilities, because there are a lot of possibilities when we're considering legislation, um, you can definitely look outside of your company as well to to be prompted and to get information for sure. Yeah. And I find this is an eye-opening exercise. Very. Because you you start off and everyone's pretty much on board with the idea of, we got the Occupational Health and Safety Act, we've got construction regulations if you're a construction firm, but yeah. then it's the, well, we've got an office shop, 
And we got the industrial regulations that are going to apply to this. And it's Highway kind of Highway Trafficked Act in a lot of cases is, is having an impact. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so, you know, one of the things I noticed as well, and, you know, this, this podcast series is definitely focusing on the core 2020 standard, but I think it's important here to mention the previous core. Um, when we noticed that there were a bunch of sort of legislation, regulation-based elements in the, the previous core that aren't specifically elements anymore in core 2020. Uh, what was that change about and, and where are those now? Are they just gone? No, no. And uh, <laughs> I, I know we look at that overall number of elements and sub-elements and it, it's less than what was in core, but you know, there are more requirements in core 2020. Right. And it's, so we haven't gotten rid of them, but it's the, there was some redundancy and repetition within the original core tool. So it's the the idea of consolidating these things into elements and um, and moving forward and adding the additional or leaving spots for us to add the additional requirements. So some of the ones that we had in the past were element 14, occupational health. And the first couple of questions, there are legislative requirements in this element, but the, you look at the first couple of questions and they, they really had to do with uh, hazard assessment and then it got into controls for the uh, identified hazards. So... We've got that. We've got that in elements yeah. two and then uh, three controls. So we, we, we have the opportunity for organizations to still uh, cover that and build that into their system and be audited and evaluated against those requirements. Element 15 from CORE was first aid. So this is, um, th th there was some overlap between uh, element 11, emergency response. And so we, we do have questions in first aid uh, or in emergency response, element 11 on first aid. Um, element nine, workplace inspections, gets into the idea of inspecting first aid uh, uh, facilities available in a workplace. And then uh, element eight, training. Yeah. yeah. It gets into the idea of the training for the first aiders. So I think we've got all those same requirements covered. Uh, Joint Health and Safety Committee and reps. Again, element 13 is a the legislated element. So it's the idea of making sure that you are compliant with all legislation that is applicable to the organization. And uh, you're going to spot check that through an internal audit. External auditors are going to spot check this. And uh, again, they're going to make sure that you are, or they're going to evaluate your compliance with the requirements for joint health and safety committees and uh, health and safety representatives. So I had those, uh, this is me being an example. If I had those as separate items, separate sections before, because I kind of had it, my program written around the previous core, do I need to rewrite those sections into other sections? If they meet legislation and they're functioning as you mean them to within the organization, I would say not. Okay. Right? So we, just because the core has a specific amount of elements does not mean that your management system has to have the same number of elements. Right? Good point. It, I've seen uh, organizations submit for core with 30 elements or 30 sections within their manual. I've seen them do it with eight. Right. So it's, it's what makes sense to them. Um, does it make sense to them? Does it make sense to their staff and employees? And it, it, do they understand it? Can they implement it? And then it's just the idea of uh, walking the, the core consultant through that, uh, through the internal audit process. That's right. And, and at the internal audit, it's referencing. Referencing, referencing. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, it's uh, we'll always suggest develop what works for you best. And then, but it, it might take more time to walk us through it afterwards, but at least the implementation will be there because your people will have a good understanding. That's of what's just there. it. You'll spend a little more time once every three years with an external auditor and maybe once a year with an, an internal audit. 
uh, training us in your system, but you'll be saving that times every day, times all of your people <laughs> by having them able to use your system. So yeah. it makes more sense. For sure. Um, if I was going to try to consider items that might apply, uh, you mentioned, you know, likely considering things like the act, um, regulations specific to your industry. So, you know, ones that come up a lot for us is construction regulations or industrial regulations. I just thought, what if, like, what else do we see commonly? Oh, so this is just a couple examples off the top of my head here. We got, uh, First, first aid regulation eleven oh one. Yeah, right. That's going to affect pretty much every every company out there. Yeah, I would think so. Yep. Uh, Wimis Wimis is its own regulation. Mm-hmm. The Highway Traffic Act. So getting a little bit more specific. It's not going to affect every organization, but there's quite a few. Uh, the WSI Act, which is the Workplace Safety and Insurance Act. So right. this is the one that governs return to work, and so again, it's going to apply to all uh, uh, most organizations that we deal with in core. That's right. Uh, fire code, right? Yeah. Could be another one. So, you know, it, again, it, it's there's ma- so many. There's, there's just so many. It, it is. It, it can seem like a daunting exercise. So yeah. I, I'll have to say that um, uh, the element has been. There, there's a lot of part marks within the element. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it does leave room for that continual improvement. So you know, you start with that brainstorming exercise to identify these things, and over time, you're going to refine and add to this and. Uh, uh, but but there is some some definitely room for improvement with with, with the the format and the layout of the element within core 2020 right and and i think that it just sort of reemphasizes that idea of you know you're you're going to set something up for year 1 um but having that systematic feedback process in place is is at least as critical to make sure that list can keep growing because um you know having a, a fully every contingency every possible thing list just from day 1 might be a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be quite daunting. It'd be and impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I would be impressed for yeah. sure. Because <laughs> it, it is a tall order, but it is, um, it, it leaves room for you to strive forward for that continual improvement as well. And of course it is a critical area to, to get that because we are talking about legal compliance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in terms of the auditing the system, the system is critical here. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um. The other concept that comes up in element 13, which is the legislation element, is the concept of checking for compliance, which I do get a lot of questions about. So I was wondering if you could talk about the, the you know, checking for compliance with legislation. Yes. Yeah. And it, this is the, the natural next step. So right. you've identified all this legislation that applies to you. Um, you've got to build out your, your management system to meet that. You've got to be able to assess how that affects your 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 organization and your management system. And it's the idea of how do you ensure that compliance and doing those annual compliance checks, right? So there's got to be, there's got to be a process that goes along with that, right? So you're, again, the focus is always on procedures with core 2020. You're going to tell us how you're going to perform those uh, compliance checks, but to be able to do that effectively, you really need to start by identifying that legislation to start with because there's, there are a lot of different ways to be able to check this, right? So it's, um, uh, inspections are going to be part of this. It could be different types of internal audits. Right? If, if it's mm-hmm. um, depending on whether it's uh, transportation of dangerous goods versus your compliance to the Workplace Safety and Insurance Act and work, uh, return to work requirements, they're going to be looked at in very different ways when you're evaluating your compliance to each one. So it, it, this really does start with that identification piece 
and then determining specific ways to be able to um, uh, evaluate that compliance to each one of those uh, legislations. Sure. You had me thinking here about um, a concept too, is I find that a lot of firms, um, you know, if they haven't gone through this process of identification and checking compliance or, or even if they have, but as they're growing, um, they are complying with more legal requirements than they necessarily have initially identified. Hmm. Um and, and so to that end, sometimes I'll, I'll hear comments, you know, we had an inspection and there were no problems. We had this and there were no problems. Why do you care about us identifying and checking? And, you know, my answer to that is that compliance is based on an individual mm-hmm. who, who knows something that hasn't been built into your program yet. And we really need the program to protect against that individual leaving and that compliance disappearing. Absolutely. Like it gets into the uh, that knowledge base transfer of information and just make sure you got a consistent way to look at that on an annual basis. And uh, this overall system approach, we're looking at uh, the presence of safety, not the absence of injury or incidents happening. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, no, it, it, it's key and it is um, certainly eye opening. And it's, it it, is. yeah, it, it can be a daunting exercise, but. Um, Valuable. Valuable, yes. And yeah. fundamental. Everything else gets built upon this in mm. a major way. So yeah. worth the time. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So Pete, thanks for talking to me about legislation today. Um, I'm wondering if you've got a couple words, something quick to say to lead us out on, on this topic. Yeah. T- um, take your time with this one. Right? It, it's making sure you build in that methodical, systematic approach to this. Right, and it, it start with that uh, robust exercise of identifying the different the the all the legislation and requirements that are, apply to the organization, and then it's that step by step method to check compliance. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's uh, it, it it is a tall task, but you're going to want to make sure you leave yourself time to be able to adequately address it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna extend that I think, um, and and ask for for input. So this isn't a one person job. There is no one person who can make this whole list successfully, right? Just based on experience, based on everything. Um, use your resources, whether they're internal or external is up to you. But, you know, ask the people around you to to contribute to this based on their experience. And I think you'll you'll benefit from that. One person taking this on is more than I'd recommend. Yeah. Great point, Marn. Thanks, Peter. Perfect. Thanks. IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening.